0: We'll <laughs> be And welcome to the Game Central Podcast, episode number 43, which I say every week, despite it being slightly grammatically incorrect. Luckily, I'm not a school teacher or anything. My name's Rob Walker, a single man who lives alone with a pug, which I claim belongs to my girlfriend, in a misguided attempt to convince people that I'm not the type of strange man who lives alone with a pug. Thank you. Joining me this week, (laughs) first off, ...is the only man with a restraining order against Scissors. He looks like Captain Caveman after six months lost in the Alps. Doesn't get mentioned enough that he's a very hairy man, so we'll probably mention it again next week. It's professional hairy man, Gareth Williams. Wow, you
1: you, you suddenly got a lot funnier this week, Rob. Here we go. Thank you. Um, No, hang on.
2: I'm not. Yeah, I'm getting confused. I'm in a kind of um, sort of feverish days, so this will probably end up confusing me a lot more than you're probably thinking it will do. Thank you. So am I going to pretend to be Uh, you now, Don? (laughs) I don't get it, what's happening. Don, what are you talking about? Okay, so you're now going to do an introduction for Don. (laughs) Who am I? I'm Don. Okay, there we go. I'm just thinking if no one's listened to this before, they're going to be really confused that we don't even know who we are.
0: (laughs) Don't worry, mate. We're not going to pick up any new listeners at this late stage. Good, good. (laughs) Also, with us this week... Some say he's the most handsome and talented member of the Game Central podcast, and with his recent success in the world of dating and relationships, having somehow ended up with a girlfriend that's hotter than the sun, those people would be right. It's the still no longer single, did I mention he has a girlfriend now, Don Goss. Hey Don't oh,
2: Don? Oh, please don't say that. My girlfriend will be listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> will she? That's surprising. Yeah. <clears throat> Does she listen every week?
2: Um, she does, funnily enough, and she could probably be listening right now.
0: Bet she is, mate. I bet you she is. Exactly. So, uh, well, uh, I love different? you,
2: darling, and uh, thanks for last night. I know you, you weren't really up for it, but that's <laughs> true love.
0: That is true love right there.
2: Yeah.
0: Thanks very much. So how are we both this week? Are we all good?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, as I said, everything's going all right on the relationship front. Um, um, just brilliant. I Rob, I how's your is- cold?
0: <clears throat> uh, yeah it's pretty bad I've, uh, I think I've got one of the blasted kids at school that I work with <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> they pass yeah. around germs and disease they're scruffy little fuckers I hate them to be honest
2: you're still really cool
0: though <sighs> oh I'm cool I'm probably the coolest teacher in that school thank you too cool for school you might say
2: there we go which is why you've had a week and a half off
0: it is <laughs> <laughs> with gastric flu <And> it... <laughs> but Let enough of me telling what you about it. yourself <laughs> enough of that oh dear Gareth how are you how's your first week been with actual internet in your new house
1: it's been a bit of a dream to be honest bit of a
0: dream it's like living in the future I bet
1: yeah you forget uh, how little you actually have to leave the house when you have internet
0: <laughs> that's true the outside is pretty much superfluous you can order you food can online you can satisfy
1: your sexual urges indoors <laughs> <laughs> from the comfort of my own bed instead oh, yes. of the comfort of someone else's <laughs> mouth <full lawn>. <laughs> <laughs> mouth
0: Oh, Oh, excellent. Well, I'm glad you two are having a nice week. Thank (laughs) you. Brilliant. Uh, Well, that's it. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the Game Central podcast. So, uh, this week we've got some news, as usual. I'm sure that will be very lovely. Uh, Then we'll have a quick feature about which we... uh, Talk about a lovely new gaming trend uh, of games being released utterly and completely broken or unfinished. uh, It's a lovely new trend. Um, We're all enjoying it massively. I'm sure you are at home as well. Uh, Because there's nothing better than getting home and having to download a five gigabyte patch to a game that's just been released. Just to try and make it sort of half work. It's brilliant. Uh, And then after that... (laughs) Oh, yes. And then after that... (laughs) Uh, We'll go on to what have we because this is not a one-man show, being playing. <laughs> <clears throat> so without further ado, on to the news! News! Oh, so, don't know what's been happening this past week? I bet something has, and I bet it's news. Uh, Gareth, something's been happening with Super Smash Brothers, hasn't it?
1: Always. But it has.
0: It's become the 10th 3DS game to sell what?
1: One... Million units.
0: One million units? That's a lot of units.
1: That is way more than the nine units we sell each week.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're wondering who's buying all of these.
1: <laughs> yeah, TV units.
2: <laughs> you get it? No. Thanks. That, that's what my joke's going to kind of be like this week. <laughs>
1: what? What was
2: the other <laughs> joke? That's the TV units.
1: Oh, that you keep a TV in.
2: Yeah, because you said
1: shifting <clears throat> units. Yeah. yeah. I imagine some kind of fictional video game starring us called, like, R- The Quest for Paul Lin, in which we visit Russia. You have to find out where he's where he's stashed. Yeah. There
0: we go. Excellent. So I, I don't know
1: why like... I wouldn't have... I just assumed you all would get that instantly from what I said. <laughs> I think so. It's
0: pretty I, I'm sure everyone everyone has got that we're all <laughs> totally on board with that joke okay, uh, so yeah a million, that's quite good um, <laughs> this is very good <laughs> that'll keep Nintendo in uh, in uh, scarves and hats this winter, that would be good
1: they live in Japan, they don't need scarves they do, they, they need face masks for all the pollution <laughs> <but> they...
0: <laughs> I quite like those face masks I wish they'd be more popular over in London
1: that's because you're all about the Japanese girls <laughs> and it'll make yeah. girls a lot more Japanese. Actually, Don,
0: what um, what kind of
2: ethnic background is your girlfriend from?
0: <laughs> is she from? Yeah. In... I... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> what?
2: You don't, you don't know? Or... What the...
0: She's just English. She's just, just, English. So... just English. That's a bit rude. You're in the doghouse now.
2: Yeah. What? Nothing wrong with that. No, it's just that obviously before you seem set on getting yourself someone from a far eastern country.
0: That's, we all know that this was a malicious rumour spread by, (laughs) spread by yourself in fact. Thank you. God. Oh dear. Zelda Majora's Mask 3D, adjusts boss boss fights, adds fishing. Wow, that sounds exciting. Oh, Um, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Don, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Rob, to interrupt you there. I was just going to continue talking about the story like a selfish man I am.
2: (laughs) Sorry, sorry. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, this is, um, as we mentioned last week, Majora's Mask coming to 3DS, which will be fantastic and might even consider buying one simply for this game because Nintendo likes selling consoles on the back of a single game to each person. Uh, Yeah, so they've adjusted the boss fights and add fishing, which will mean nothing to people who never played the original because they won't have a clue what the difference is. Um, But hopefully it will make it better in some way.
1: I played a lot of the original. I'm still not sure what difference this will make. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, adding things to games is always good, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, you know, if if they reckon it's going to make it better or improve it or, you know, increase the challenge or what have you, then fair play.
1: I mean, I played a lot of the fishing in Ocarina of Time.
0: Yeah, yeah. hours and...
1: I'm not sure why. But there's something about it. I, I never did catch the Hylian Loach... Because I'm a loser.
0: Christ, yeah, there was one gigantic fish that you were supposed to catch. I never caught that either.
1: Was it, was it gigantic or was it just like a little black eel that for some reason weighed a ton? I don't remember.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I didn't catch the thing.
1: Yeah, but they promised similar things to fish in Majora's Mask. And this time there'll be two places to fish unlike like a country wow. times one. So, have
0: all the fun. fishing fun.
2: I'm not being rude, but um, what was there certain things you had to do in order to catch this mythical fish, or was um, it just pure luck?
0: You think... had to dangle your rod in, uh, in the in the little pond and uh, yeah. oh, waggle yeah. it about, waggle <laughs> it about a bit, and uh, hope something took kindly to what was on the end of your rod and had hope, a nibble.
1: Hope something clenches onto the end. Uh, yeah, then you yank it as hard as you can. Fantastic. So, I think there was like a trading sequence where at the end of the trading sequence you got a good lure to fish with.
0: Yes, that's right.
1: And then you caught fish, and it was surprisingly fun.
0: Yeah. People spent literally days just wandering around, just doing the fishing.
1: I spent literally days.
0: I did. <laughs> like everybody
1: did. What the fuck? I was in like high school. <coughs> I should have had a social life, but instead I was just fishing. On the time. Fishing, but no. Yeah, but you're the one laughing now. <laughs> that's true, I'm on the internet and people may recognise my voice So exactly,
2: isn't that the guy that used to do fishing instead of having a social life <laughs> absolutely amazing
1: <laughs> so jealous
2: oh,
3: but yeah,
1: the main thing about Majora's Math 3 that are changing is the boss fights which, they've not given many details but they've said basically that it'll be like almost new boss fights, like you'll come into a boss fight and you'll think how do I beat this guy instead nice. of just being like, this is the boss where I roll behind him and like spike him up the bum, like everyone knows that. Boss <laughs> like fight everyone knows, mask,
0: yeah. there's always a the, uh, always a weak point up the bum.
1: There is. That's true. Words have never been spoken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, Just Cause Three hints at future multiplayer mode. Rob, does this tickle your fancy?
2: Um, well, being someone that absolutely despises online <laughs> multiplayer and uh, yes, doesn't even are. have
0: a gold account. Um, That's precisely why I asked you. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, I mean, Just Cause. I don't know what you could do with multiplayer. Really, it would be kind of co-op, maybe. I can't see um, sort of competitive deathmatch being an option in that kind of world. But they 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 have on Just Cause two on PC, sort of um um, what, uh, modded it so they can fight each other. I don't know if you've seen that, but I everyone plays as yeah, Rico yeah. Rodriguez. So, I've got there it. we go. It's amazing.
3: Yes.
1: So there we go, Gareth. Can you give us a little bit more of an insight? Uh, so imagine the entire map of Just Cause 2 with up to a 1,000 people playing on it at once. <laughs> and that's the this mod for Just Cause 2. And it's incredible. Um, I don't think the multiplayer for Just Cause 3 would be that. No. But it'd be good if it was. If it was just like a GTA Online, but for Just Cause. So you make your own character and each one has a grappling hook and a parachute and then you just go mental. Well I know one thing for sure Gareth, it won't work. So uh, <laughs> there's no point talking about it is
0: there. That's pretty much guaranteed. Yeah.
1: That, that is true. Unfortunately. I mean the the one on PC sometimes doesn't work now. Yeah. It just 2's <clears throat> been out for years. <clears throat> but that's made by um, some guys isn't it?
2: And if they can make a game like that which holds a thousand people in game... It makes you wonder how these professional developers with millions of pounds behind them can't do the same thing.
1: Yeah, I think, like, the the cool thing about that is these people just made this mod for Just Cause 2, and it actually led to tons of sales for the game, so. Yeah, well, it's the same as Daisy for the armour, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> you,
2: if you're a developer nowadays, if someone creates a hot mod for your game, you can see it really surge back into the charts.
1: Yeah, and what would be cool is that. If Just Cause 3 does have this similar feature, there'll be like the uh, Xbox One and PS4 owners will be sort of reaping the benefits of the PC version of Just Cause 2, which has something you can't get on consoles, but that maybe you'll get to experience uh, next year when Just Cause 3 comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Only that.
0: God, I can't wait to miss all of those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Goat Simulator adding fantasy-themed massively multiplayer online mode. Gareth, this sounds like something you are going to love.
1: I Because
0: you love Goat Simulator.
1: I don't know how those guys come up with their ideas, (laughs) but they are actually mental. And they're fucking (laughs) awesome. It is exactly as it sounds. Instead of just playing Goat Simulator on your own and headbutting NPCs, it's now an MMO. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which won't work? No, of course not. <laughs> it, this is just—it's no. a free, it's a completely free add-on for a game for Steam, and it's a pretty big add-on. It's like a, a new map, new textures. It's now an MMO. Like <laughs> that's a pretty huge add-on. It's completely free. Those that's guys are dick. just having a fucking whale of a time coming up with new shit for that game.
0: Do you think they've suddenly gone? Hang on, people really like this game we were just dicking about with and suddenly we've got more money than we thought. Let's just have some fun.
1: Well, the thing is, they weren't ever actually going to release it. It was just made for some game jam, um, and then footage of it leaked online, and people demanded they release it. So then they polished it up a little bit and released it as Goat Simulator on Steam. And now they've just been making money hand over fist over this kind of <laughs> joke. <laughs> it's a good
0: And is this, is this add-on coming to the mobile version as well, or just the PC?
1: That is a good question. What to <sighs> which...
0: I don't know if the mobiles will necessarily do well with multiplayer, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Obviously, I'm... you
0: need a connection, and there's a lot of costs involved with phones if you're not on Wi Fi.
1: Yeah, I would assume so... it's not on the phones. <clears throat> but then, what the
2: fuck do I know? Then you
0: never know with these guys.
2: But to be <laughs> honest, you, you don't really need. You know, Goat Simulator is never going to be a game that requires precision and, you know, frame by frame analysis. It's just going to be people mucking around. So. And it's not. I don't think anyone's going to really play it seriously.
1: Well, maybe in sitting a row, there
2: at, at Major League Gaming with their headphones on, and <laughs> just going around the corner, cover me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when they release the inevitable first-person shooter add-on,
2: <clears throat> yeah,
0: that would be amazing.
1: But um, um,
2: yeah, yeah, that that's nice. Uh, it's a game that I've wanted to have a look at, but no one will release it.
0: And it's an indie
2: game, Gareth? Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> so isn't there supposed to be a deeper meaning behind it? No, yeah.
0: you, you're a goat inside Uh, the bus is a goat trying to get out
2: i'll tell you what it is Gareth.
0: yeah
2: and you're not gonna like it (laughs) it's it's looking into sort of our uh, fascination with simplicity like the game started off simple now it's starting to get more and more convoluted and it's going to evolve into you know
1: just some amazing multiplayer game thank you well here's what i'm going to do for the rest of this episode (laughs) Is I'm going to be thinking up puns for the inevitable first-person shooter add-on for Goat Simulator. I'm just every <laughs> so often going to hit you with one and see how it feels. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> from there. My first one yes. is a battlefield. There you go. That's yeah? a good All right. one. Alright. Yeah. Well, on. th- Gareth, do
2: you mind if maybe if I think of
1: one, I can come in as well, or is this? Uh, just exclusively something that you'd like to do you know what, rob if you think you can contribute i'll allow it but just don't make a fool of me please okay
2: and is this going to be something that can it absorbs all your time on today's podcast because obviously i've said that i feel a little bit ill and not having the um, sort of energy to carry it all the way through so if you're thinking up
1: puns and i'm sitting here really ill then <laughs> poor don I, I will contribute. I can do multiple things at once. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, we're all about things. multitasking these days.
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: Oh, yes. GTA 5 review roundup. Critics heap praise on Rockstar's masterpiece. So, GTA 5 in GTA 5 is still great. Shocker. Um, Rob, you've been uh, playing a bit of GTA 5. Is it still a masterpiece? Yes or no? Um,
2: well, before I played that, I played. Call of Duty Goats. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Thank you. That was a really oh. good one. Um, well, I don't want to sort of blow my wad too early. Yes, uh,
0: and, and but, neither should, should you.
2: You know, I, I want to rant and rave about the game. Good. So I think big alpha now. hosts more
0: than 1.3 million <laughs> matches. Uh, we spoke about Evolve last week when uh, James uh, Hawkey Lawrence... I don't know why I said that, as if Hawkey's actually his middle name. It's just some kind of nickname. <laughs> it could be. But uh, it could be. That would be quite cool if your middle name was Hawkey. Or yeah. Hawk. The Hawk.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, James was on last week, and we uh, spoke... No, it well, wasn't week before last. I spoke about the Evolve Alpha. Um, just news that uh, some stats on 1.3 million people playing it, um, and a shed load of information, basically, about how many rounds of play just been sent out by the developer. Um Thanks for that info, Turtle Rock Studios. Um, Absolutely lovely. good. So uh, people played <laughs> it. it. That's it's excellent. kind
1: of impressive given that the PS4 version just didn't work for four out of the five days. <laughs> <that> the <laughs> and do you know
0: part. what? Do you know what? Um, 2K Games were publishing this. They sent out an email the, day, the morning of or the night before the PS4, the PS4 Alpha was supposed to open saying, sorry, but it's not going to happen. It's a bit busted. We're working on fixing it after the PS4 2.0 update. Um, so it's not, it's been postponed. And then um, it got released for the PS4, and they didn't send out any emails to those people to say, <laughs> actually, it's now, been, it's now been released. But they did then send an email two days ago that says, we hope you enjoyed your experience on the PS4 Alpha of Evolve. What did you think of it? Please fill in our survey. Uh, oh yeah, maybe, maybe if you'd actually bothered to tell people that, that it wasn't postponed anymore, yeah. Uh, yeah. we might have actually bothered trying to download it. So... Top work there, publishers. Top work. <laughs> they dropped the ball there. They did drop the ball there. But uh, 1.3 million people still got online and had a good old time hunting down monsters like the bastards they are.
1: Uh, just yes. the one monster.
0: Just the one monster, that's right. <laughs> but who is the real monster here? I think that's really Jimmy what is, you know. <laughs> 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 Can't argue with that. <sighs> yep, he is him and Gary Glitter. They should rename those monsters Savile and (laughs) Glitter Glitter. Beast. The Glitter Beast. Glitter Beast. (laughs) The Savile Slug. Yep. Uh, (laughs) That would be brilliant. Oh,
2: dear. People would buy
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm still thinking of First
2: Person Shoot. (laughs) Can we just finish that, Gareth? Because you've done a good one, I've done a good one, and it's really affecting my mind.
1: I'm 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 still thinking. Sorry.
0: Okay, you think, but I'm out. Well, while you're thinking, I'll go on to the next bit of news because I'll cover it. Uh, Destiny launches free limited time demo on all platforms. Now, um, this is a weird thing because according to this story, they're releasing a demo um, of story missions and core play and social activities that will carry over to the game if people are going to upgrade to the same platform. I don't know why they are doing this, <laughs> what the point of it is.
3: Let's look they're, into it.
0: Um, they're, um, they don't need to sell more copies of this game because it's sold like 5 million or something ridiculous. Yeah, but
2: what we don't get in done 10 with minutes. these things, classically, is people that have mm. traded it back in. So, you know, they could have seen a big downward spiral of people sort of trading it in towards other games, and then maybe they want to win back some sort of new players.
0: I see... Well, uh, I I mean, it's it's been done in uh, in advance of the first DLC pack that's coming out on the 9th of December. Um, so I guess they're trying to maximise the number of people they're going to get on board for that. And will uh, it bring it
2: down to a halt, do you think? Uh,
0: no, I mean, pff, the, the game itself, I have never had that many connection issues with it. Other people have, and some people I play against quite often, they get booted to orbit quite a lot. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: so I don't know, I don't know if it's depending on their provider or or their router or their settings or what, but Destiny's really picky about who it lets keep playing for a long period of time yeah. and who it boots. Um I could just be lucky because I've got quite a fast connection here. Um and it's just managing to cling on through sheer force of will. Um but um I, I don't know, it's, it's obviously it pisses a lot of people off, but um hopefully more people coming on board won't fuck it up any more than it has been. Um but uh, but yeah, so there's a you know it's a free demo. Free demo is a free demo at the end of the day. If people haven't got it and they want to,
2: does it mean fresh play. meat for you?
0: <clears throat> well, sort of. You uh, <clears throat> once you're in the crucible PVP stuff, everything's either normalized or in the Iron Banner stuff where your stats do matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't match you with people who are considerably you know uh, lower started than you anyway. So. It's i remember back therapy. in those
2: days it was like feeding time when you'd see like a group of people that had come on and just bought the game and they had really low ranks
3: <laughs> yeah. and they
2: were just running around like the beginning of saving private ryan on the beach just walking <laughs> around with their arm in their hand and you're just taking them all down brilliant
0: well i think that's what it's going to be like on gta 5 to be honest yeah isn't it with the uh, with the gta online um on the new uh new consoles so obviously, everyone's uh, saves who was on the previous gen, <clears throat> gen consoles can, you know, transfer their uh, their character and save and everything over. So they're going to be massively upgraded, and they're going to have way more weapons and vehicles and stuff than all the new people who are going to join from scratch. But um, I don't know. I think GTA 5 is kind of a game. It's just fun regardless of anything. <laughs> anyway, there's always something fun to do in that game. Um, it just it's just awesome. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, okay, Domino's Pizza app launches on Xbox One. Yep, if, uh, you really, really didn't want to go outside any more than you already didn't go outside, you now can just sit on your Xbox and order Domino's.
2: Isn't it American, though? Or is it
0: everywhere? I think... Do you know what? I don't even know. It's UK. Do you know why? Because I haven't read the bloody story. It's it's
1: UK, it's UK.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's come to the UK. Um, so, uh... Great, thanks for that.
1: And what's good I mean, is ca- you can snap in a little order tracker, and it'll tell you how long your pizza is going to take to get there. Wow!
0: Oh God, they're really making use of that snap feature, aren't they? Where you can snap stuff to the side.
2: Suddenly, it'll will been worth it.
0: <laughs> Although it is quite useful. To- <laughs> Suddenly, all- <laughs> yeah, it's worth having a little screen in the corner to make my, you know, that's making my game screen smaller
2: yeah, and just uh, distracting
0: it. me from-, from what's going on,
2: from watching that lovely lady on the TV. <laughs> Uh, With all the laser beams coming out. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that picture. I What's your favourite pizza, Don?
0: Uh, I'm a fan of things like Diablo's and uh, like American Hots and stuff like that. I like spicy meats.
1: Okay, what about you, Gareth? Uh, they do a, a pizza called the Meteor. That which sounds like yeah. fucking amazing. Barbecue base and yes. then just all the meat. Yes. It's incredible. It's not it's on the menu that. anymore, but if you ask them to do it, they'll do it. They so it's a hot tip. We'll if anyone's wanting to use this Xbox One pizza app, ask for a Meteor and see if they if they do it for you.
0: Brilliant. It's all about the barbecue base. Barbecue is all about the barbecue. Sorry, Rob, you were going to say I'm... something? No?
2: S- sorry, Don. I'm just looking at the pictures accompanying it. I don't know if you can see it. Um, but there's a, a sort of oldish couple sitting on the sofa with a kind of tanned boy next to them. And then <laughs> another boy in front watching the when, TV
0: when you say tanned do you mean from another country
2: from another country yeah I'm I am
0: just see.
2: trying to think of what sort of dynamic it is what sort of family dynamic whether he's I don't know I don't I
0: don't
1: think he'd be the boy's friend because
0: at that yeah. age you don't really want to sit they around watching like, TV
1: with your parents he's sat yeah. like right next to the guy's dad if it is
0: yeah they look like yeah. a really really middle class family and someone else who's just popped round
2: I think that's the boy's partner because in the second photo you can see that the dad sort of said, Oh, I don't want to be around this anymore, let's go upstairs, June and he's just yeah. left them downstairs and they're kinda of like, Oh, what do we do? Oh, let's just order a pizza. They've gone upstairs to that- bone. Yeah. <laughs> or son, I'm just going up to bang your mum, order a pizza, and then when I come back down and that's what
1: they're doing.
0: Yeah, keep an eye on the tracker and call out the time every now and again and, and they'll oh, yeah. I'll finish with your mum just that. <laughs> finish over her
1: back gives a whole new meaning to the word (laughs) snapping in oh yeah (laughs) the penis going in
0: Uh, and with that our final story for today
1: meteor indeed (laughs) oh god Ah, beautiful
0: (laughs) critics lavish praise on super smash brothers for the wii u in its first reviews this will come as no surprise to you gareth because it's been looking at for ages
1: it's I mean, the reviews speak for themselves. It's <laughs> a fantastic game.
0: And, uh. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's basically what the reviews yeah, yeah. say.
1: Yeah, they uh, all seem to agree.
0: Fantastic game. 10 out of 10 by it. Thank fantastic you.
1: to be said, really. It's getting really good reviews. It's getting four and a half stars, <laughs> four and a half stars, five stars from Destructoid. And considering it's a game that kind of was already released earlier this year, but on 3DS, and it's a game that's largely unchanged from its previous three entries, I think it's pretty impressive. Thank you. What?
0: I think so. And uh, I think I yeah uh, I read something very briefly just before we uh, we uh, began our podcast recording uh, that um, Nintendo have said they have no plans for any DLC for Super Smash Bros. Which is a uh, lie,
1: because yeah. they... Straight up announced Mewtwo will be DLC.
0: Yeah, a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they straight up announced that. That's like, if you own both versions of the game, you get Mewtwo. But the thing is, I don't... But that's,
0: but that's kind of... It's just unlocking it, isn't it? It's not really downloading it. It's just when you, once you connect those two games.
1: Well, no, but he's, he's not available until after the game's launch, like midway through next year. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they've not mm-hmm. finished him yet, so they're just adding him later.
0: Well, Nintendo, they've they have lied to us. They've
1: straight up lied.
0: <laughs> quite bad.
1: It's pretty mental. <laughs> uh,
0: I wish I'd not mentioned that. I've made Nintendo look bad now. Their stock price will probably go down, man. That's terrible.
1: Probably. Many things probably. like stock price and company valuations go down as a direct result of this podcast.
0: What, uh, <laughs> yeah. what uh, is the release date on Smash Brothers? Wii U, go?
1: A week on Friday, 28th Weeks of November. week on Friday
0: brilliant um, so as a uh, quick reminder for that um, buy your Nintendo stocks now because they are guaranteed to go up on launch day as they announced they've sold like a billion um, and sold a load of Wii U's as well so uh, that's my stock tip for this week I
1: reckon <laughs> um, just uh, save them on buy a Nintendo share because they're gonna have a good Christmas this year <laughs> Nintendo
0: they are but yeah you can probably only buy about one Nintendo share because they're about a thousand dollars or something like that
1: Go
0: on, go on It's really annoying that you can't buy because 'cause they're worth a lot of money already.
1: You're gonna put your money where your mouth is? Oh,
0: do you know what? Do you know what I might now you mention it?
1: Oh, that'd be awesome. If Just you buy one
0: did. Ni- one Nintendo share and um, <laughs> and and see what happens between now and uh, now on Christmas. I will look into it after this podcast and then next week <laughs> look I'll look right you know. into it. Look right into it.
2: Yeah, at it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>
0: thank you very much you're welcome so that was the news <laughs> and now Gareth will play you some music
2: yeah which is D-double Street Fighter it's definitely not that
1: <laughs> hi everyone this week's the video game music time with me Gareth and hopefully you can't hear this dog barking outside um This week's track is from a game that's incredible. Um, Primarily came out on mobile devices uh, a couple years ago now but also made the switch to PC. It's been in numerous humble bundles, uh, sales on Steam. You can pick it up for really cheap the majority of the time and it's just an incredibly engrossing experience and a fantastic game. Rob would call it one of those Ponzi indie games that Gareth likes. Um, but it is amazing. It's called Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. Uh, it's kind of got a pixelated art style but with tons of detail. It's, it really is an absolutely beautiful game to look at. Just look up any screenshot for it. Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP and you'll just be blown away by how pretty the game is. It's actually kind of insane and it has music to match. The music doesn't sound like it was written for a game primarily on phones. It sounds like music that was written for any blockbuster video game. It's just incredible Um, and all the credit goes to uh, Jim Guthrie who composed the entire soundtrack. It's a work of art in itself. And fantastic to listen to um, as a stand-alone uh, way to pass the time, basically. Um, so this is from Super Brothers' Sword and Sorcery EP, and the track is called Under a Tree. <laughs>
0: So this week our feature uh, will be us talking about games that are released in a state of unfit to be releasedness.
2: There we
0: go. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's uh, been a recent spate uh, in the last few uh, few months, especially this year. It's been getting I call worse and worse. do it
2: a spate. I call it a deluge.
0: I call it an absolute. Literally every massive game that's come out this oh, it year. Oh, is, yeah isn't it? Come on, let's be honest, <clears throat> on yeah. be honest. Everything from Battlefield 4 onwards, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So everything, uh, every A huge game that's come out uh, this year has been released either completely just broken, so something major and it doesn't work properly, or it has been sort of completely unfinished um, and has to have a massive patch on day one, um, or a huge amount of download to add in stuff that uh, should have been there to begin with. Um, Why is this happening? Do devs take the responsibility for this, or is it all down to the publishers? Should we be encouraging this by buying these stupid games when they're released in such a broken state? Should reviewers be encouraging uh, us to buy them by giving them good reviews even though they're not finished? Guys, games like Battlefield 4, Drive Club, Halo, Master Chief Collection, uh, the new Assassin's Creed Unity game, Destiny to some extent. All these games are absolutely massive and have shed loads of cash behind them. Huge publishers, the biggest and richest publishers in the world. Let's not forget that gaming is the biggest entertainment medium in the world at the moment, making more money than Hollywood and music combined. Really, Uh, really intro, to be honest. And yet they're releasing all this shit. Thanks, Rob.
2: So what's the question?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What was the question?
2: You Which asked means... the question about halfway through and then you carried <laughs> on.
0: Then I've just wandered off on my own little, little talk. Yeah. I'll stop talking now. Rob and Gareth. <laughs> uh, well, well the, thing that
2: I, the people I feel sorry for are the big fans. It's like, like I said, I don't really play online, so it doesn't affect me as much, even though single-player games are affected. But um, say you're a big Halo fan and you've been playing since Halo 1. Um, basically... You're going to rush to the shops and you're going to buy it. And how excited are you going to be? Very. You are going to be, but you are. You're going to be so over the moon. This product is made for you, basically. You get home, put a disc in, you can't connect. And there's people that are rightfully really angry because they've put their money there in the trust of the studio that's developing it and Microsoft, that they're going to get that kind of dream that they've been dreaming for so long. And by all accounts, it still hasn't been fixed. And I just think... People don't learn as gamers we don't learn from it. We kinda of like to be annoyed. But then when everything's sorted out, we're kind of very forgiving as well at the same time. And I think that's one of the main problems. In the I don't know the legality behind it either. They're basically releasing a broken product. You know, it shouldn't be allowed to happen. And it's yeah. I think the big
0: it's a kinda of big issue in gaming at the moment. It's it's huge and it's and especially when there's review embargoes on games as well. Um, so you can't even get a decent review of a game until until it's released. Um, but you're right. It's I mean, there's no other industry where you could be sold a product that doesn't give you what it says on the box. It's going to give you. Um, and Gareth, you don't really... what?
2: Gareth, you have to do an analogy, don't you? Remember? <laughs> do I? Yeah. So while Don's speaking, think about your analogy. <laughs> oh
0: God. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and and you're right. You the the legal status of it is really bizarre. No one seems to really ever look into it and and you can't, you know, return when I mean, you can return the disc to the shop and try and get a refund, but quite often because there's codes in the box or DLC included in the boxes, the retailers won't take it back or they'll only, you know, give you a trade in value for it. Um, and obviously if you bought the digital edition of something, you can't return it either. <clears throat> um, so you're stuck with it. And um, the best you get out of developers at the moment or publishers is Posts on Facebook and on Twitter saying, "We realise that you've uh, you've been waiting for this, and you know we're sorry that this doesn't work. We're working on it. Please bear with us. Thanks for your patience. Tomorrow we're going to release a you know a new patch to fix matchmaking for half of you and stuff yeah. like this. And we're expected to just kind of put up with it and but- keep our mouths shut. But and there's you know people do rant about it online, but no one ever addresses it, and no one ever says really anything else about it.
2: No, but are, are we? are we naive enough to think that developers don't see these problems surfacing? You know, is it really a case of them releasing it and it being a genuine surprise when it all collapses and it doesn't work? Or is it a kind of, mm-hmm. we've done all this, we've got this far, okay, there's a few problems, but we can address it further down the line with a patch?
0: Well,
1: I think there's an argument for both sides, isn't there? I
0: think yeah, definitely.
1: It depends, because like, something like Assassin's Creed Unity, which came out, uh, this past week, and is a complete broken mess that basically doesn't work on any platform. That's different, because they have set themselves a target of every single year there has to be at least one Assassin's Creed game out, <laughs> so it has to be out before the end of the year. It's a their own i back, isn't it? Yeah, so that, like they put out a game probably knowing that it wasn't quite finished. Probably mm. not realising the extent to which it wasn't finished. Um, but yeah, just completely broken, knowing that they can just patch it in later. Um, maybe hoping people wouldn't notice, but then obviously it was way worse than they thought. When like people's faces just weren't loading in, <laughs> it was just floating eyeballs and teeth. They terrific. could have just said,
2: "Oh, that was because of the animus."
1: You know, yeah. just sometimes they <laughs> don't get loaded in. Yeah, it's not us. That would have been. That would have been quite. Yeah, have be quite that would interesting to do in the next the game. Yeah, hmm.
2: yeah, but, but the, Assassin's Creed for me as a franchise, that's that's just lost.
1: Yeah, well, that's fine, but then. An example like Battlefield 4, where they're not releasing a new game every year, like Battlefield 3 was a couple of years ago now, and then to release Battlefield 4 and it still be broken, even though they basically didn't really have a deadline, they've been working on that game for years. It's just kind of insane. Like, how did that game work so badly? They've yeah. been working on it for a fucking long time. Maybe it's yeah. EA still pushing out of the door a bit soon, but they still <sighs> have a long last time.
0: Is that what we all think it is? Or is actually publishers forcing the devs to deadlines? Regardless, they're just saying make sure something works, and then we'll just you know get it to a point where patches will be able to be put in place. And so as long as it reaches that stage by the release date we've set, it doesn't matter because you know we can just send everything else down the pipe. I
2: don't know because I don't even remember it being this bad last generation in the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3.
0: No, th- this last few months um, has been. Ridiculous! Literally, mm. every big game that has come out of has, has been broken in some way or other. It's it's actually insane.
1: Just yeah. not to be the, the Nintendo fanboy, but was Mario Kart?
0: No, you're right. Mario Kart wasn't broken. So, yeah, yeah, but Nintendo.
1: that's just about four people were playing at once <laughs> <laughs> across the world. <laughs> Nintendo were very good at that,
0: though. And and it was, and yeah, and their online worked perfectly, and it was fast and fluid. But in fact, even like I played it a bit more this week, and there's no lag. At all, there's no judder, there's no slowdown, at all. No matter what you're doing on online, it's literally runs smooth as silk. Yeah, but then 100%. we've
2: you've got to take it for you know Mario Kart, like I say, not not insulting mm-hmm. it, but it hasn't got as many people on the servers. It's
0: no, you're right, linear, and it's,
2: it's a very linear game in that. Yeah, it, it isn't
0: a hugely complicated, you know, massive piece of mm-hmm. programming marvel that something huge like you know Halo or Assassin's Creed might be. Granted, granted, but you know.
2: Oh, about, Sorry, go on, Dom.
0: So I was going to say they. I mean, they do delay. I mean, Nintendo will delay games um, to make sure they're finished and stuff. But and we get, but we get, you know, things like Drive Club famously was delayed for a year, and yet that a whole year later, it's still not even finished, um, yeah. and it doesn't work properly. So, what's the point of delaying games if they're not actually going to make sure they're fixed? And if, they, if it's going to be delayed anyway, why not just delay it again until it is finished? I don't understand that you know that reasoning behind it because it's just it's just terrible press for you, surely.
1: Yeah, well, I mean it's no coincidence that when Nintendo make their own game, they delay it by a few months and then it comes out perfect. Yeah. But when like EA are behind publishing a game, it comes out right on time and is a mess <laughs> because those <laughs> teams are forced to work to a very strict deadline. Yeah. Um, usually. Straight after they finish the previous year's version, they're right onto the next one. Yeah, uh, working but that's, towards
0: that. That's a good point, actually. You mentioned it's is the science... games like the Assassin's Creed as you know quite like legendarily has like five hundred people or a thousand people or something working um, at Ubisoft, mm-hmm. um, five hundred or whatever working on Assassin's Creed Unity and the other one that came out at the same time, which I can't remember the name of. Oh yeah, um, um, Rogue. Um, Rogue. That's the one. Is that too many people? Is that the problem? Because I've I seen like the Nintendo games, um, uh, the new Splatoon game that's coming out. There's a really small team of people working on it, and Bayonetta Two Platinum Studios, famously really small team, um, and yet these games come out perfect.
2: And I think that's is this it, is this is this is what I think is close enough to the explanation is that yeah. when you've got a really small group, everyone takes kind of accountability for their role. In what they're doing, yeah. but like we say with Ubisoft, they they're developing Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed Rogue, Far Cry 4. Um, they're probably they're doing a the Division as well at the moment. You know yeah. that that four huge games, three of those being over next multiple platforms world. as well. Exactly, and you know at the end of the day. You've just got to make do with what you've got. And there's so many people being trying to be creative around it. And that's why with Assassin's Creed and stuff, you're basically just getting cut and paste games from, you know, the Assassin's Creed template, even Far Cry 4, however good it is, it still adheres very closely to the Far Cry 3 template. And, you know, when yeah. you've got that many people working, I think they say too many cooks spoil the broth, but it is, it is like that, it's it's making games by numbers and I don't think you can really hold anyone accountable or any one person accountable for any one thing because there's so many people doing so many different things that, you know, communications can get mixed and in the end it could be just, you know, get, get this out and then we can let this certain team deal with it at that time.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, I think that's definitely a huge part of the problem. The teams are, you know, divided up to do certain aspects of the game. Bits of code, you know, aren't getting finished properly there's too many, you know. Someone else thinks some, you know, some other department is taking care of something, yeah. and it all just gets lost in the mix, and and it, you know, it doesn't work properly. You know, and if you've got like 50 people all working on the maps or working on the animation, then there's stuff that's going to clash, stuff that is or isn't going to work. You're going to have a whole bunch of middle managers in there trying to coordinate different teams. It's a, it's a, it's a mess. And yeah, I've no doubt at all that that is a huge, huge part of, the, of this current problem with these big games, and that it, you know. It, therefore it isn't a huge surprise that the smaller games on, you know, working on a single platform end up coming out way better and with, you know, not being broken.
3: Yeah, it's, It just seems that way the bigger the
0: out.
2: team now, the bigger the team, the less um, imaginative the games are.
0: Yeah, that's also true.
1: And more prescribed they they end up being.
0: Hmm. Yep.
1: So, So what are some of the most recent examples we can think of that have affected us? Like the Destiny thing, where every time I would try to log on and I would just get like error code centipede. Go to bungee.org to look up centipede to find it. and yep. then the error code for centipede was like, well, it's a known bug that we're working on. <laughs> Didn't help me at all.
0: No, it's it's the the thing they did with Destiny is yeah, they, they had really strict settings on their on their server um firewalls and stuff like that, because for whatever reason. Um and if you had any kind of um, strict net on your, your routers, it just wouldn't let anything through at all. So a lot of people got hit by that. Um, uh, it's, yeah, so um, I don't know why they did it that way, but it had a huge effect on a lot of people. Um,
2: mine, Mine would have to be GTA Online. When it originally came out on the Xbox 360. Like I said, i do not not really one for online gaming, but I think a lot of people dreamt of an online GTA, where everything was free roaming and you could work together and stuff. And it was just that two days of constantly trying to get a game or do something. Eventually, I just gave up. And I think a lot of people were in the same boat, where they kind of just had, were so excited about the, um, the, the promise of what it could be and the potential in that... You know, and then by the second day people were just giving up really and, and it can do a lot of damage in that kind of aspect to it as well.
0: Yeah, totally. And the gaming community isn't really known for its tact and uh well <laughs> oh, <but> it's <laughs> only so long at the,
2: the computer waiting for it to cycle through lobbies and then just saying no one not no games available, you know? Yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat> and Dons would be Well, things I didn't, I haven't had many (laughs) online problems with games at the moment. Um, The only one I had any kind of issues with was Halo 4 on the 360, because that was really the first game where I started playing a lot of uh, (laughs) matchmaking. Had it in the past. Um, So I noticed it when it screwed up on that game, and they had quite a few issues on there at times. But a lot of that, I think, was down to uh, the fact that there weren't that many players (laughs) online a lot of the time. There's only like four or five thousand players in total at times um so we just have trouble actually finding match um people to uh, <clears throat> to match up but um other than that um the only time I've had a problem with game um is when patches have been released afterwards to try and fix a different problem and then it's ended up screwing a you know a new part of the game that wasn't broken before, and that's the other problem with these patches that go in when you're messing around with code in 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 any yeah. platform in any- Where if you try and fix one thing, it always ends up breaking something else you didn't realise. Very
3: frustrating.
0: Yeah, and so you end up having this rolling system of patches and updates going out for games, you know, week after week after month after month. Um, And it's incredibly irritating and frustrating. Um,
2: Well, that's the thing, Don, and I think to summarise what we're speaking about is that, you know, I think... People think the bigger teams get the easier it gets, but I think it's quite the opposite I mean if there's five people working on an online developing sort of department, there's a lot more accountability and to be held responsible for your actions and If there's a hundred people you know each held by three different teams with two supervisors in each one, yeah you know, and I think a lot of people kind of yeah. thought in the future when there's bigger teams and people are allowed to be more kind of being able to develop these big games and more powerful hardware. I think we've come to the point where, you know, there are too many cooks spoiling the broth. So there we go. I think that is literally it. I don't think it's hardware. I don't think it's anything like that. I just think it's, you know, people are trying to walk before they can run. And people are so demanding of what games can do nowadays. And with Halo, people were thinking about using every single Halo map ever with every single sort of weapon set that there is with every single that and there could be 30 players on each map and stuff like that in the end you've got to account for so many sort of possibilities to happen and so many variations that you know at the end of the day it's going to come crashing down
0: yeah no i think absolutely right well that was a lovely feature i was guessing <laughs> <laughs> the current state of the games industry excellent It's not Uh, all bad, it's not all bad. It's not all bad, bad. there's still Nintendo. (laughs) And indie games. (laughs) And indie games. Indie games are never broken.
1: There's like, you know, The Last (laughs) of Us launched, and it was perfect, and it stayed perfect. Stuff like that, you know, not everyone's getting it wrong. Just EA, Ubisoft, probably Activision. The biggest companies in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Only (laughs) the ones putting out all the games. Literally
0: the (laughs) richest companies in the world. Uh, Yeah. That's what, no coincidence, be, that's what we're saying. Before
1: we end, do we have any future predictions for what's going to be broken? <laughs> I think the new Batman game will be broken. Really? I could see uh. that. That'd be <clears> hilarious. Love that, wouldn't you, Gareth? I fucking would. That's more you hoping, though, than you <laughs> actually seeing it. Uh, oh, man. Could you imagine if, like, Batman goes to jump off a building and then falls through the ground and I then it, it's been the game glitches? Has it? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course it has, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's
2: the thing now when a company says it's delayed you know I kind of breathe a sigh of relief because I think well maybe they've noticed that something's not quite right there
1: Yeah.
2: With but then as you say with Drive Club
1: yeah did really with out. Nintendo Smash Bros was meant to come out in two weeks but instead it's just coming out in one they've moved the date forwards because they were so they're confident.
2: like we want some online issues we want <laughs> we don't want it to be so <laughs> polished we want to know what it feels like to actually release something unfinished we want some press yeah <laughs> Smash Bros. doesn't work properly. Your players fall through the screen. They'd love that. They would. But um, Shigeru Miyamoto once said something that resonated with me. Cool. Um, I've, I've forgotten what it was, but it was something like, uh, <laughs> a delayed game can be eventually great, but a bad game will always be bad. Hmm. And he said that about Resident Evil 4 when it kept getting delayed.
1: Ah, that's interesting. Yes. And that game was incredible. It was, yeah.
2: And that's what he said, you know. He said, you know, a delayed game, an average game that's delayed can eventually be amazing, but an average game that's released will always be average.
1: So there you go. Smart man,
0: it's almost like
2: that guy
1: knows how to make really good video games. He does, but he did.
2: But then he released Evil Within. No,
0: that's Shinji Mikami. Yeah, what, what? No, I don't not, know. I'm
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you have just completely confuse me <laughs> I'm confused
0: me now? Imagine if Miyamoto did make Resident Evil. That would well, be... I still think I'm Don. <laughs> <laughs> you wish,
2: mate. Yeah, I do. All the ladies flocking around you. Well, I'm th- I'm number three. He's number one now, so he's life's going to come crashing.
0: You don't <laughs> want to get your game facts wrong. You know, your girlfriend listens to this.
2: I do. Yeah, she'll be really, really upset.
0: <laughs> she'll be disappointed that you you know, drop the ball. Oh, Excellent. Uh, So, with that, let's move on to what we have been playing. So... uh Wow, um, where to start, where to start. Um, Don slash Rob, I know you've been playing some of the uh, the hottest games of the moment. Uh, Gareth, you haven't. So let's start with you, Gareth. <laughs> what have you been playing I've
1: not been week? playing the hottest games of the moment. I'll have you know I've been playing Supercard on and off all wow. week.
0: That sounds like an indie card game.
1: Uh, it's a mobile card time. game. What
0: is what it it you in card games at the moment? You I have like... gone seriously card fantastic I there. like card games. What's wrong with?
2: No, do you, or have you just realised that you like card
1: games, or are you actually going c- quite ill? Me, I've been a, I was a Yu-Gi-Oh player for years. Oh, God, there's nothing to boast about. My, my old, my friend from high school, is the ex UK champion of Yu-Gi-Oh. Well, actually, that is something to boast about. Yeah, whereas I have nothing to boast about. But you're just his mate i yes. But... You're like Robin. <laughs> <laughs> kind <laughs> of. In the Yu-Gi-Oh world. I'm more like Alfred. Yeah. I'm not even involved in any way. I just sort of watch and go, oh, that's quite good. And, and looks
0: after you just, you just kind of do his ironing and fold his pants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which kind of pants? Oh, see. English pants. So, trousers? No. The... No. What? Oh, see, everybody no, has Darf- a different opinion about this. No, no you, you don't. don't.
0: There's there's the English pants, which are actual underwear. No. And there's American pants, which are trousers. Gareth, I it.
2: don't know. I think you grew up in some kind of town where they thought they were American. You went to high school. You wear pants. You know, it's just... I bet it was some sort of cult where you all had really long hair.
1: <laughs> Stockport is, is a hellish place <laughs> that <Yeah>. I unfortunately <laughs> had to grow up in. So I've got an ultra-rare Jake the Snake Roberts level 30 mm. he's my he's my current strongest card tied i would say maybe tied strongest with my super rare rob van damme he's pro yeah i, I got two of the same filled them up and then joined them together so now i've got a pro version of rob van Dam. wow and uh, between rob van damme and jake the snake i've been uh, doing pretty well on WWE super card mm. come first or second in a few king of the rings currently in a King of the Ring right now, where I am placed second. So there you go.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: It's That's terrible.
2: Almost as interesting. Have you given up on League of Legends now? or? Uh,
1: I, I, I'm not sure. They changed a lot of League of Legends in the past. Like, the two uh, weeks uh, I was okay. away from League of Legends, they yeah, changed so fucking much, it's ridiculous. But like, you're still pretty bad at it. Well, I don't know, <laughs> I've not played it. Because <laughs> they they split it up into seasons, like, you know, they have a When all the ranked games are going on, they have seasons, Mm. and then at the end of the season, wherever you are at the end of that season, you get, like, a reward, depending on how well you did, Um, and then they change everything in between seasons. So they're, like, they've updated the map entirely, like, completely brand new map that I think looks really bad. Like, the old map was really bright and colourful, and now it's all muted and dull, and it looks really poo. Yeah. Um, And they've changed a shitload of the items and how they work and what they do, and there's, like, there's... They changed new champions. Like, I've not even played since the Scion rework. Which I don't need to tell you, Rob. Sure, you don't. Was, like... I mean, come on. That's, it speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, But it just... You know, I look at videos of people playing it, and it's like, that doesn't look like a game I want to play. It looks boring now. Everything's... Exactly how I feel about League of Legends, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Everything's all really dull, and I just... It just doesn't look like the game I enjoyed. I'll give it a go at some point, but I'm not like, like I thought I would be, I'm not like pumped to get the internet again so I can play more League of Legends. Mm. I'm just pumped to get the internet again so I can have the internet. (laughs) So you can pump. (laughs) (laughs) But I have actually been playing games this week. Contrary to popular belief, (laughs) WWE Supercard is probably not a game. No. (laughs) Uh, This week, let's see, the first thing I played was uh, the new, well not new, but the Diablo Three expansion, Reaper of Souls. Oh, ah, yeah. yes. Um, which I wasn't really expecting much from, but I had just a super good time with last night. A super good time. Super good. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
0: One of the most Japanese things you've ever
1: yeah. That's <laughs> all my time.
2: Super lucky, good time.
1: <laughs> Bit racist. <laughs> Don would know. He, he spent yeah. a lot of time analysing my <laughs> culture and with I mean, his super good lucky with time. his penis in hand. <laughs> oh yes. Um... They've done a really good job with that expansion... Basically from the start... like cause Me and my friends who were playing... We used it when the auction house was a thing... So we had... Just tons of legendary items... Ultra powerful stuff... Within like an hour of playing this expansion... We were picking up stuff that was already more powerful... Than the most powerful stuff we had before... Um, which is a really good feeling... When you think you're ultra powerful... And then you pick up a weapon... Which makes the old weapon look like shit... And you're like, holy fuck! And it adds stuff like, um, almost lets you break the game in some ways. It just makes you feel super powerful. So like, you know, if your character can do this one thing, this will make your character do two of that thing. And it's like, holy crap! That increases my damage by just an incredible amount. Um, And it's that's the way. It's like the Borderlands philosophy. Where the game just wants you to be as overpowered as possible because that's a fun and awesome feeling. Yeah. Diablo three is kind of gone that way now. There's no auction house where you can sell stuff for real money. They don't really need it to be that balanced, so they just want to make the player as powerful as possible, and it really works. Uh, we were having so much fun last night. I leveled up like eight levels. We? Yeah, me and my me and my friends. Ken's? No, not Ken's. <laughs> You don't Look, play them him a lot now. He, I
2: wait, sort of... He's got a feature later on. Yeah, but you, you've met, you've met, you've left, uh, uh, do you live near him anymore? Uh, relatively near. Is it going to be harder
1: to kind of keep in touch? Well, I mean, when Smash Bros comes out, he's going to be around there all the time because we're both Smash Bros fiends. 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 There you go. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just come up with a new goat pun. I don't know why. What was that? But uh, you know, maybe if Goat Simulator releases a uh, multiplayer update, first-person shooter where you play as a spy, maybe it could be Goat and I. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, don't know. Good one, that. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, Gareth.
0: Gr- gar- I'm glad your subconscious has been working away at that. Yeah, it really
1: has, and it <laughs> really, really came through with a it fantastic. Did. It did. It came through for you. Uh, so yeah, uh, Diablo Three, shitloads of fun. Blizzard know what the fuck they're doing. And I'm excited to play more of it. And then the other game I've played... With Kens, yes. Oh, yes. Is uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel, which I've now completed. And um, I'm pretty happy with. Uh, It won't be the best game I've played this year. uh, Like Borderlands 2 was that year. I just fucking fell Mm. in love with Borderlands.
2: It seems like if Borderlands 2 was... Uh, Borderlands the pre-sequel was... You know?
1: <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, It's not quite that...
2: What would you say patch, it would be? Yeah.
1: Um, maybe like a... Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Hmm. <laughs> the story's really interesting. Um, for people... I guess there aren't that many of us, but for people who are well into the Borderlands storyline, like me... um. Hmm. The story's really interesting. It's like the origins of Captain Jack and how he turns into the Captain... uh, Sorry, the handsome Jack we know from Borderlands 2, which is just a big douchebag who's trying to kill you all the time. Uh, You kind of understand why he's a massive douchebag who wants to kill you all the time once you've played the pre-sequel. It's pretty interesting. And um, the ending to the pre-sequel is actually like a setup for... Borderlands 3 or whatever the next Borderlands game ends up being. Oh yes. Which I wasn't expecting. So when that happened, I was like, "Oh shit. This this is like for people who for me who are well into Borderlands and love the story, like yeah. this is some crazy shit that's just happened." So that was um that was pretty cool. And that game's just a load of fun to play. Uh, playing as Claptrap, I unlocked the ability to turn into a pirate ship, which makes mm. you incredibly powerful. Um, you just fire cannonballs out to the tune of Doesn't
2: that get really annoying though? No,
1: Cause no, because you go da two- <supremposovice> boom, and you just fire a massive cannonball out, which does a fuck ton of damage. And then, yeah. it, like, as the song goes on, you fire them out more frequently, so you fires them out just da two- <throat> boom, da absolutely- boom, breaker- boom, there. boom, boom, <comfortfully-eno> supersquinhoiac- boom, boom, and you just boom. like. By the end of that song, you just found out, like, seven at one, just like, boom, 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 just killing the fuck out of everything. <laughs> so much fun to just be that powerful. Um, especially because, um, like, as soon as we completed the game, we fought the last boss again with, like, three extra levels added on as a raid boss. Yeah. And we... This is where I think it might be a bit too easy because we were able to beat it first try. And when you're thinking, you know, it's a raid boss, that should be something that's going to take a while... Before you're ready for, but straight away mm. we just keep the shit out of it. Largely thanks to me turning into a pirate ship with cannonballs that just wreck the shit out of everything.
2: It always helps.
1: Yeah, but so it's it's in conflict. Like I would have liked it if that last boss fight was a, a lot harder, but I also like being overpowered as fuck. Yeah, I'm not sure which one wins the day, but either way, I really fucking love that game. Had a great time playing it. If you. You know that game's going to probably be about fifteen quid in a in a few weeks. So if you're looking for something to it was play, it's twenty five pound now in games. Really? It? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's
2: is that the price?
1: Maybe. Like I think if you're not as big into Borderlands but you want something to play co op with somebody, mm. it's a great choice. If you've never played a Borderlands game, uh, then don't start with this. But <laughs> yeah. this just confirms that if you're not into Borderlands, you should be. It's just a fantastic series, and the people who make it are just making some of the most fun experiences you can have in video games, and I feel like not enough people talk about Borderlands anymore. It's still relevant.
2: I think the thing is, is they've respected their franchise, and I think if you want to get sort of global, um, be noticed globally, you really have to whore your franchises now, because Borderlands 2 came out, was it 2011?
1: 2012?
2: I think it was 2012, yeah. Yeah, so that's a long time to keep up a kind of feverish fan base. And, you know, good on them for not rushing out a next generation game because presumably that's what the main team are going to be working on.
1: I assume so, yeah. I
2: hope so. So, you know, good on them for doing that because, you know, most people would say, oh, we need to get one out every year and do all this bollocks and it really needs time to breathe a a game like Borderlands. And they've, they've allowed that and, you know... All the best to it. But it's got its fans, it's got its its fan base. But like I say, if you want to really nowadays get that, you have to be in everyone's face every year. Yeah.
0: So, awesome. Mm, thank you. Well, thanks very much, Gareth. My
1: <clears> pleasure, <throat> Rob. <laughs>
0: thanks. So, uh, what have I been playing this week? Uh, <clears throat> the usual bit of a certain game called Destiny, uh, mm. which I'm still obsessed with, I'm What's afraid. It's a bit weird. <laughs> I'm not sure it's about, to be honest, anymore. It's about me constantly shooting the same stuff over and over again, uh, constantly trying to find new weapons and then leveling all of them up again and again and again. And for some reason, I can't stop doing it. I probably need an intervention. Uh, yep. <clears throat> fortunately, though, there was an intervention of sorts this week uh, with the release of the first Mario Kart 8 DLC pack. Great. Rob, what are you doing? Sorry? Are you are you moving around? You're no, moving I was pressed
2: the mute button to have a cough. Did you? Yeah.
0: That's that good. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> <the> first <laughs> DLC pack, uh came out. Um so I played that this week and it is absolutely brilliant. Um You're welcome. Uh it adds three new characters, the Tanuki Mario, Cat Peach and Blink. Four new carts, uh, the Blue Falcon, the B-Dasher, the Master Cycle and the Tanuki cart, and eight new tracks, um, which is awesome. Uh, the new carts are brilliant. The Master Cycle in particular is kind of a, a bike that kind of is based on a Pona from uh, obviously Zelda's horse. Um, it whoa,
1: looks whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Link's horse.
0: Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? You
1: said Zelda's
0: horse. Oh, oh my god.
3: <laughs> those... Your girlfriend oh, just horse. broke up with you, you know. <laughs>
0: The horse that's in the Zelda games it's the <laughs> That was good, a save, quick save um, But it looks brilliant It's a great design um, And uh, it works, it's a brilliant, car- brilliant um, Cart, bike It is a, a cart bike um, to use It's fantastic um, Link and Cat Peach and Sanuki all have their own Special animations and special um, Kind of moves when you do jumps and things All related to their Obviously, their own games that they're from. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, the best part, though, is the the eight new tracks. Um, some of them are insanely good. Um, Mute City from uh, F Zero is in there, um, which is basically re- recreates one of the uh, the tracks from uh, F Zero GX on the game. you
1: have the music?
0: It has the music and it has the sound effects. Um, it even has the kind of uh, the strips where you used to um, get your shield back on the actual game. Uh and, and it has the boost. Yeah, and it has the boost parts, uh, the little arrows on the ground, uh, that obviously you are you know use F Zero all the time. Those are in there and so you just boost your way around Mute City, um, just like in F Zero. It's like playing Mario Kart F Zero. It's brilliant. Um <clears throat> the other um best uh excuse me, um <laughs> tracks in there, Wario's gold mine just looks brilliant. The first time I saw that I was like, This looks absolutely stunning. It's it's uh obviously it's a gold mine with carts and stuff on it but it just looks fantastic the the, the backdrops and the, the the lighting on it is absolutely incredible um, a nice surprise was uh, the rainbow road from the Snes uh, version of Mario Kart hmm. um, has been recreated it's, it's just nice to kind of go back to that that original track from the first game looks brilliant been updated really well still got little shortcuts in it where you can jump over holes in the uh, uh, in the in the map um, and the third track that I think is brilliant is the Hyrule Circuit one. Um, obviously, out of um, out of the Zelda games, it's got Link, uh, sorry, the Zelda Castle in it, um, and uh, it replaces the gold coins that you normally pick up with uh, rupees, and it makes the rupee ding noise when you pick them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got all the other sound effects, like the noise of opening the chests, um, is in there um, when you do certain moves and stuff like that. It's they've really put some thought into, you know, how they put these tracks together and link them to the. Uh, to the games that they're that they're from, um, uh, it's really really awesome. Uh, and there's another pack coming out at the beginning of next year, which will have another four, tra- uh, sorry, another eight tracks, another four carts, three more characters, um, which is basically you've then expanded the game by fifty percent on top of what it already was. Um, but it's, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I'll definitely be going back and going back to. I've done them on both up to one hundred CC. I'll be going back and doing them up to one hundred and fifty, um, and just fucking loving it great awesome um yeah so apart from that i, I had a quick go on uh, Resogun because that was in the sale on playstation uh which is the uh the indie uh kind of cross between uh i'd say cross between galaxian and defender um on the ps4 um it's uh incredibly pretty game loads of particle effects going off all over the place uh, and you have to rescue the uh the little little humans that get uh, <clears throat> that get unleashed across the floor before the enemies kill them and get them to a kind of home base sort of thing as well as uh, it's got a chain mechanics you have to chain your kills together all that kind of business to get up to a high score uh play that a few hours it's uh, yeah it's, it's, it's a little kind of arcade um shooter that uh, harkens back to the old days of uh, the arcades it's really really nice Do you think um, you definitely play it again that? yeah definitely i love old games like that um i'd a huge shooter fan games like Ikaruga and Gradius and stuff like that i I love all those games um, so any games that are just spaceships shooting the crap out of stuff um in that you know either vertical or horizontal I, I love all that stuff so i'll be going back to that definitely um, uh yeah it's still on sale at the moment, i think um until the end of this month, so uh, it's only uh, what three forty nine or four forty nine, something like that, instead of the usual like eleven ninety nine or something,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, or seven ninety nine rather. Um, so it's uh, definitely worth getting if you're into um, a bit of old school shoot 'em up kind of stuff. So I definitely recommend it. Boom, boom! Cool. And that's what I've been playing this week.
2: Very lovely, Tom.
0: So, <clears throat> thanks very much.
2: Thank Rob, you, Robert of Walker. Robert You've of Walker. Turn. Well, as you know, guys, I like—I uh, actually spend some of my money playing the latest <laughs> games that come Indy. out. Nice. You know, I feel that it's up to me to kind of point out the latest <laughs> games that have come out because neither of you cheapskates. You know, you buy like one game a year, Don, and play the hell out of it. Gareth just buys indie games that are free. <laughs> That's not true. It is. How much was your card game? What, WWE Supercard? Yeah.
1: So it's free on mobile devices exactly
2: <laughs> <laughs> so i have to go there out there and drop the wad to get those games that people want to hear about um first one being gta 5 um i was very furious and having to buy this game again um <laughs> so much so that 49.99 wow you know absolutely ridiculous mm. walking on my way home thinking how dare they <laughs> how dare they make me buy this again on my new <laughs> new console and charge me forty nine ninety nine for the privilege. You know, even on installing the game I was still outraged. <laughs> forty nine ninety nine to play this game again. The exact same That's game.
1: It's like forty nine pounds and ninety nine pence more than I paid for WWE Supercard.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I thought how dare they do this? I could be <laughs> I could
2: be playing wwe super card (laughs) but instead i've been forced to play this and i'm playing it and you know graphically it is a step above you know some people think well will i notice the graphical difference yes you will and it's within you know gta was not an ugly looking game but playing it now it's a little fuzzy but this like the draw distance the you know the new lighting engine Even the first person view, I thought, oh, this is just going to be some kind of gesture of, hey, this is new. Mm -hmm. This can justify us bringing out the game again. But it adds, adds a whole new dynamic to it. And, you know, it's trust Rockstar to just not tack on some, you know, we're so used to things being tacked on and being rushed in. But it seems to have really been thought about before they did it on how the the character moves and how you will control them and how it will work in the GTA game, in that it is gen, genuinely a way to play it, an alternative way.
0: Can you play and through the whole game in first person? You can. Yeah.
2: So it will have like first-person shooter controllers when you go into first-person mode. So it will be like le- left-trigger aims, right-trigger shoots. You can press um, the stick down to sprint. And then when oh. you're in the car as well, it will it'll will flip to sort of driving game controls. So it it changes to best suit which view you're looking at. And, you know, you can't catch Rockstar out. And I was getting annoyed because I couldn't shoot out the side of the window. <laughs> but you can but you can only do kind of, it's not like you've got three sixty degree view when you're looking out the window as a passenger mm-hmm. on a mission you kind of have to look if you're looking behind you it's it's hard to hard to describe but if say you're looking out the window you then have to sort of stop looking turn around and then look through the side window because that makes sense to be able to do it that way like you wouldn't be able to just sort of look at the driver and then spin your whole body 360 until you're looking at the driver again
3: mm-hmm. you would
2: kind of have to sort of pivot on your hips And that's the same as in Grand Theft Auto. And it's, you know, trying to catch it out, but it's such a good game. And, you know, those sort of characteristic flaws that you see, they're still there, such as um, Franklin, um, you know, moaning at people for needless killing, and the next thing he does is shoot someone in the head and drag them out of a car. (laughs) Those sort of problems still persist. But it's the whole world of GTA. It's almost as if the game was supposed to be released on next generation consoles to, to fully, you know, playing it in first person. It, it doesn't detach you from that, you know, what, which the third person perspective does. And, you know, it, it's so immediate. It's so satisfying. And the, the shooting's so brilliant that it really justifies playing it again through that way. It's like viewing, viewing the world in a whole different way and a whole new perspective, which it literally is. But it's so well done that it's only Rockstar that could do it. And, you know, they haven't let us down this time. It's just, I would say to people that, you know, if you have got the console, you enjoyed GTA, but you thought it'd just be a little update, just buy it again and just experience it. Because they've really added a, another layer of polish. Yeah. Mm. And you, you you do notice it.
0: You know, can you, uh, oh. can you uh, pick up certain ladies in first person did you these. mean
2: Asian ladies <laughs>
0: <laughs> no still what? no Asian
2: prostitutes no, no I
0: don't mean Asian ladies
2: it's, uh, it's predominantly white and I think there is a black prostitute as well so sorry about that that, uh, that has not been included in the update I know you're on the Rockstar forum shouting in rage How- have, you,
1: have you played as an animal yet
2: no, I only found out today that you could actually do that and I haven't had a chance. You know, there's all these sort of hidden things that Rockstar have done.
1: Yeah. If you could play as a goat, would it be uh, Goat Theft Auto?
2: Goat Theft Auto. There you go, another goat pun. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I only played it yesterday, really. Um, so there's a lot of things to still discover. But it's that excitement of exploring that world again. And when you go underwater, it looks so beautiful.
1: Yeah when you went underwater in the um 360 version the game chugged like yeah. it was dropping frames it just couldn't handle it at all you could tell it was the game was a bit a bit over the 360's head even back yeah. then
2: it it was it was reaching wasn't it yeah. it really was and but you don't get any of those problems which makes me think uh this game is just destined to be on this console maybe it controversially gareth controversy mm-hmm. maybe it was originally supposed to come out on the xbox one and ps4 but they were told to hold back and release it for the current gen consoles
1: maybe i could see it being involved in a lot of um top 10 for the year lists even though it was in a lot last year as well
2: well you know the, the next generation's been around for a year already and you know a lot of people are saying that you know this and the last of us they're the best (laughs) next generation games which you know it's it's not hard to see why gta 5 was a real achievement when it was released and now it's just being given that kind of platform in which it can really fulfill everything it's out to do Mm -hmm. and it's just fantastic and you know don't be cynical this is gta this is grand um rockstar we're talking about they, they don't do things by halves and, you know, they've got a whole new rendering engine, a whole new sort of foliage system, which you can really notice when you walk through it and it kind of brushes against you. Just brilliant. Really loved it. Um, I played Far Cry 4 for a few hours. Um, nice. Again, beautiful game, but it is Far Cry 3. <laughs> uh, to the T, to the map, to everything that goes on within the world. It is Far Cry 3. Um, you do the same things, the same crafting. You you upgrade weapons the same way. You access missions the same way. You open up the map the same way. And you know it's it's a shame in a way, <coughs> but unlike Assassin's Creed, I don't think I'm at the point with Far Cry yet where I can get annoyed. Yeah. With, you know, with, do you see what I mean? Maybe it's by parts, so Cry Five. it is. Yeah. maybe by Far Fire, Fire Cry 5 you'd start thinking come on this is a bit tiresome now but I think Far Cry 4 it kind of just it, it's the same but it really rounds up I think Assassin's Creed 2 was where you know they really hit it and it's only incremental changes from there Far Cry 3 brilliant game
1: Gareth you loved it as well didn't you it was fantastic yeah I assume that's your pug by the way no that's my mum's Labrador <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, your your animal
2: sound identifying is really poor, Gareth.
1: It, it's really gone downhill. <laughs> Maybe you need to download a free game of animal sounds. Cow
2: moo, that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, that um, sounds like a really fun game. Well, yeah, I I I loved Far Cry Three. I had a weird moment this week though, where I watched a, a quick look of Far Cry Four. And when mm. I was watching it, I was like, oh, this looks exactly like Far Cry 3. Yeah. Like, I'm not that interested in this at all. I feel like I just got done with Far Cry 3. And I've played a shitload of open-world games since then, so I'm not really that arsed. Then I went straight from that to watching a quick look at GTA 5. And even though it's like a complete remake, I was like, oh, I really want to play this. This yeah, this really whets my appetite. I could re- I really go for some more GTA 5. And It's just well, a really weird thing in my head. This, this is what it is, Gareth, right? And I said it to my girlfriend.
2: I said, you know, when I said people kind of got GTA, was kind of blown away, and that was it, bang. But then you kind of think back to it, and you think, you, you only just realise what GTA Five was. Yeah. Like, it took, because it was such a big game, it was such a big thing, you had to play it, come away from it, to then realise and appreciate what it was.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, that's what this, this sort of release is, is... <clears throat> when GTA 5 <clears throat> originally came out, you didn't really appreciate it for what it was. It was too big in scope. It was it was too much going on. It was a grand game, and it was too much to take in the first time. Mm-hmm. But now you can go back to it with hindsight of how beautiful and how amazing the game was, and what your brain is saying to you is, you know what, I really enjoyed that first time around, and you know anything that makes it better. I really want to get in on it and I want to play it the second time and yeah. approach it from a different perspective. Yeah, And that's what it is. It's like that girlfriend that you had that was amazing, but you didn't realise at the time and then you lost her. And then a few <laughs> years later, she comes back even better looking and says, hey, you want to go again? <laughs> yes. I don't yes, know that something. I've
1: had that experience.
2: No, I don't no. Know, you know. It's just an, <laughs> <laughs> just an analogy. Just an analogy. I
0: take your word for it. Yeah, me thank too.
2: you. But uh, so, Far Cry Four, like you're saying, I know, I know what you're saying. It is literally just Far Cry Three reskinned. And Far Cry Three, you know, you knew what you were getting with it. And I wouldn't approach Grand Theft uh, Far Cry Four expecting anything, you know, new or fantastic. But the graphics are luscious,
1: beautiful, amazing, brilliant. But it is Far Cry Three again. Yeah, I, I think... same. When I look back at Far Cry Three, the things that stick out in my head is a uh, bad story. Mm. You run out of things to do, and then there's nothing to do at all unless you want to start the game again. Like you find all the things to skin, and you get all the upgrades, nothing left to do. You yeah. take over all the um, like bases that you can, then you can't take them over again. Done. Like you get to a point in that game where there's no point in hunting anymore. There's no point. Um, there's no enemies the left the on the entire map. And yeah. it's like, well, I'm done with this game. I've completed it. Whereas GTA V, there's always something brand new to do. And that feeling oh. of an open world is, is right there in GTA V.
2: It's it's like you notice things. It's like the cockroaches on the floor of Trevor's um, sort of caravan. You think, were they in it before? I uh-huh. can't remember. They can't have been in it before. That that sort of attention to details, crazy. And then you'll see, because everything's... Because you can see it in first-person mode now, and everything's that much more crisper... Like when you're in Leicester's um, sort of shack, when you're Michael, you can walk around his apartment in first-person mode and mm-hmm. you really pick out the little subtleties that um, Rockstar had put in first time around that you couldn't really see in third person. So it really gives you a, an extra sort of eye. And, you know, you, 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 you're telling yourself all this detail can't have been in there before. But like I say, looking for it in a first-person perspective really gives you a new appreciation of everything that's in the game. And it's absolutely insane. Like the rubbish that's out of the back of houses and things or an air-con unit that's actually working. Mm -hmm. But this is just one house in a street of hundreds of streets, if you know what I mean. And they're not cut and paste. They're not cut and paste houses that you would get in like true crime streets of L.A., They're all individually made houses. That's my Labrador again, sorry. (laughs) She's falling asleep. Bless her. My pug's trying to get in at the door to molest her.
1: (laughs) While she's asleep.
2: Yeah, he's Uh, a bit of a pervert. But yeah, what I would say, Far Cry, if you weren't a fan of Far Cry 3, you're not going to like Far Cry 4, basically.
0: (laughs) Well, I've actually got Far Cry 4 um, coming to my house this week at some point. Aww... Yes, a
2: nice ending to the podcast. <clears throat> it is. It's not bad. See, I haven't invested in I, a
0: hope, new game.
2: I hope you're going to get away from Destiny. <laughs> you really well, need something new in your life.
0: We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Do you promise, uh, Don? <clears throat> I can't promise anything. Destiny's got a bit of a grip on me. Oh, yes. I'll nice. try. Nice. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for those uh, insights, gents. Always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, so that brings us to the end of our podcast for this week. Um, we'll uh, see you all next week, I guess, for more fun and exciting talking about games. Uh, yes. thanks, for, uh, <coughs> thanks for coming this week, Gareth. Uh,
1: Billy Shock Infinite. No, no, That's, that oh. doesn't even register That's, on anything, Gareth.
2: Okay. That's
0: a reach and a half, Gareth.
1: It's a bit of a reach around, isn't it. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> it's time for us to say goodbye uh, thanks Gareth see you next week hope so <laughs> well, <then it's laughs> and Rob stop being ill and thank you school. Get I back love, you. <laughs> we love, we you love you bloody work we all love you see you next week everyone <laughs> bye bye <Bye-bye>. bye <laughs> <laughs>
1: not hugely imaginative but I'm uh, thinking like a goater strike you know like counter strike but from a goat's perspective I mean goater strike strikes not exactly the best pun in the world but it gets the job done um on a similar vein a call of goatee you know like the beard like a goatee like it's hard to make goat fit in with call of duty but I think goatee sort of bridges the gap kind of works pretty well um Tom Clancy's Goat Recon, kinda ripping off Rob's Call of Duty Goats joke from earlier in the episode, but Goat Recon sort of can stand on its own. You know. I think it, it might work quite well. Um Silent Scope becomes silent goats. It's a stretch, but I think they could make it work. sniping from a goats perspective could be quite interesting. Um Get a little bit out there now, um Team Fortress Hoof. You know, Hoof sounds like two. Team Fortress 2 becomes Team Fortress Hoof. Do goats even have hooves? I don't know. That's probably a flaw in that particular pun. Uh, let's not pursue Team Fortress Hoof anymore. Um, one of Don's favourites, Black. Maybe Black Pricorn. You know, Capricorn? It's like the... The, like, um star sign of the goat so black precorn could maybe be like a twist on the uh, traditional goat pun um, you know I said battlefield earlier uh, bar cry yeah maybe going down that road similarly uh, bar life you know it's uh, wrestling with it I think bar kind of works you know goat's bar so it, works with a few different things but I mean there's so many options. Battlefield may be the best one. I may have peaked too soon with that particular pun but I think it could be a lot worse. Um, hey Goat what? You know Halo again not easy to cram a goat pun in there but I think I've managed it. Like Hey Goat it's it's obvious but it's it's kind of so obvious that it becomes kind of good again you know it's so bad. And obvious that you realise how clever it is to actually use it as the title for...